friends. I am Autumn Webb. And I'm Jordan Granger. And welcome to Still No Plan. Autumn, how you doing? You know, not well. We're not good today. And <laughs> that is the whole inspiration behind this episode. We were like, what should we talk about this week? And then, you know, I think in the last two weeks, I've cried at work in front of multiple people for a total of four hours, which is embarrassingly long and just <laughs> too much. <laughs> and um, just in a pretty bad emotional headspace with stuff going on there. And so I just feel like overwhelmed with, I don't know, decisions that need to be made. And I was talking to Jordan about it and I just feel very like, shit, I feel like I should have this figured out though. Like, I feel like my ego is in the way, like, what do you, and I'm just like having so many mental roadblocks that come up. And so then Jordan was talking to me about her own future tripping stuff. So we were like, shit, we should just talk about this because we're both currently struggling with this like concept where you have one problem, but then you just X, like, we're just like timesing it by a million to make it way worse than it is probably. (laughs) And I'm Mm -hmm. sure that other people probably relate. So I think it will be good to talk about. Yes, totally agree. I feel like it's such a thing in your 20s to just feel like you should be there, but also like you want to be trying new things and exploring other options. And like, it's this weird headspace to be in. So I agree. I'm excited to talk about it. I want to announce that we are doing a little schedule change so this week obviously this episode is coming out on wednesday but starting next week we're gonna start releasing our episodes on monday so we it'll be the first part of your week the best part of your monday and it'll give you a whole week to catch up on the latest still no plan episodes so we're both excited about that Autumn obviously has so much going on with her yoga teacher training on the weekends that this schedule kind of works better for us um so we're excited for that. Um, yeah, but the, well, I guess to take a step back again, before we dive in, do you have any like, like little updates? What are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Mm, I want to have some lighthearted fun before we get into the emotions. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I am currently <clears throat> reading this book called The Measure. It's for my book club. And basically it's this book where like everyone has like normal life. And then all of a sudden one day, every single adult over the age of 22 gets delivered this box and there's a string in the box and the box says like the measure of your life. And so at first everyone is like, what the fuck? Like, is this a prank? Like there's no way this is real. And they like the governments all get involved and like do studies and they confirm like the strings are real. And they kind of like, I'd, they like iron out length of string based on like how many years you'll get. And so there's a pretty strong science between like however many inches and however many years within like a two-ish year buffer. So people generally know how long they're going to live if they open the box. And it's just crazy, like all these complications that come with it, like health insurances won't cover people that have short strings. But then it's like, if you don't open your box, you don't know if you're a short string, then like how can the insurance company make you you know, disclose that to them and just like how it impacts politicians. And at one point people in the book were talking like 
what would have happened if the strings came before World War II? Like, would they have just seen that like entire generations of people all had short strings and could that have like stopped it? Like, uh, and so it's just, it's not as much of like a page turner as I would like, but it is really thought provoking. And I do think it's an interesting concept. So I'm only like a third of the way through that, but I'm reading that currently. I just finished. I'm glad my mom died, which was insane. So I'm happy that you're reading that now. Um, yes. And then watching, I'm watching Next in Fashion with Tan France and Gigi Hadid because I just that's love true. them both. And so that's a fun pick me up. And yeah, my life is kind of just like work and yoga teacher training right now. So I'm not very, <laughs> I'm not like doing anything crazy outside of that. I love it. Well, those are all good things. Are they making a show out of that book? What's it called? The Measure? I don't know, but they should. <laughs> I feel like I just saw a show or a movie trailer that like sounds similar to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. I think it was on Apple TV because I was watching Shrinking, which everyone should watch. Oh, I do need um, to watch that. Yeah, but I will have to look because I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, that looks so interesting. But yeah, I'm I'm listening to I'm Glad My Mom Died, which memoir readers uh, listening to it on Audible is my pro tip because they read it to you and it's so fun. It's like kind of listening to a podcast vibe, but like hours long because it's like from, especially when it's a celebrity, like whose voice you know, it's very fun. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to caveat that Audible can be frustrating if you don't like the person's voice. <laughs> And yeah. like I'm I'm like listening to this book called like um how like something on like how not to die and basically just details like the top 15 ways that Americans die from like diseases or like lifestyle factors and like how like I love that you're reading that. <laughs> it's like just more like a health book on just like certain foods you can eat and certain things. I don't know. I just thought, I, a lot of people I followed on Instagram recommended it. So I was like, oh, I'll try it. But the narrator is just he comes off so condescending and just like he's very like pushing this only like plant-based no meat diet and I'm like okay I get it don't eat fucking meat and I'll live forever and I won't get diabetes or cancer like I don't know it's just like you gotta you gotta make sure you like the voice and so when it's someone famous Mm -hmm. and you know I'm comfortable with their voice already like that's definitely a major differentiator (laughs) oh yeah like someone's book that I really want to read on audible is Matthew McConaughey's because I like Mm. love his voice it would be so fun oh what about Paris Hilton's memoir Oh, I wonder if she does it. I, I did really do Tina Fey's. That. that one was good. Like Mindy Kaling. Like they're all just, it's really fun. So anyway, so- I'm reading Jeanette McCurdy's. It's so, so good. I'm like seven chapters in only. Like I literally just started it yesterday, but I'm obsessed, which is really great because I just finished my last Sarah J Moss book. I've officially read all of them. And I literally was one crying because it was such an emotional ending and two crying because it's fucking over I feel like like I I truly haven't been this heartbroken over a book since like I finished like the Hunger Games you know like Mm -hmm. it's like that's how I feel because even when I finished like Akatar, I feel like I knew there were other series from her so I like knew where I was going next but Mm -hmm. now that I've read all of the series and like finished all of them I'm like no yeah now you're screwed but yeah I, I I'm honestly like do I just start Akatar over like is that crazy <laughs> I think 
guy there's was like, other there's other don't. fantasy books if you want to be <laughs> I know, I, know. <laughs> I can find another one i know it'll be good but i was I, like you're fucking weird like <laughs> well i was like sobbing and i can't spoil anything but like i was literally sobbing and Kai was like why are you sobbing and I was like explaining it to him like well and he was like what the fuck like why yeah I was like like uncontrollable sobbing so I uh, yeah I have to embarrassingly not read in front of him because it's embarrassing <laughs> especially I mean I, I don't know if I mentioned this from the podcast but I just read Firefly Lane and I finished that the night before my half marathon I sobbed my eyes out for an hour like ugly oh, crying yeah. and I bad idea because doing like a half marathon with like an emotional hangover like it was already gonna be yeah. hard and then that felt worse like the um, heaviness and, and I called Sean and I was like it was so sad and he's like what <laughs> what's going on he's like it's really cute that like you're so invested in this book <laughs> like <laughs> like it's a book get over it I'm like no it's i I feel them like I'm envisioning it happening to me and they're like your best friend like it's literally like you get your it's more so than a show because like a show you're observing and like you don't necessarily mm-hmm. hear their thoughts and stuff from book mm-hmm. you're like looking at like you're just like imagining like you're putting yourself so aggressively in their shoes that mm-hmm. it feels so personal so yeah that that was my emotional weekend but I'm glad I have I'm glad my mom died because it's very mm-hmm. good. And it's, it's helping me remind me that there are other good books out there. You don't have don't to read to fantasy. Start the series <laughs> over. <laughs> there, um, believe it or not, I, there are page turners that are not written by Sarah J. Moss. So. Well, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to mm-hmm. get a good reads. Like you've been telling me to get a good reads because I just know that's going to be the best way to find like my next good Sarah J. Moss book. Yeah. And it tells me like, um, you pick like categories of books that you like. So you could pick fantasy or historical fiction or whatever. And then it will tell you like trending in. And so you'll see what a lot of mm. other people on Goodreads are reading. You can read their reviews. And um, it's interesting because I was like, obviously given my reviews for like Sarah J. Moss, like the like A Court of Thorns and Roses series and seeing some people be like, you know three stars like overall good story but there was so many holes in the plot like they break it down I'm like what book do you give five stars because I know that was it for me so like am I one day going to graduate to <laughs> that, that kind of person <laughs> no I'm not <laughs> I, I don't know. even and it's oh yeah I mean I'm like deep in it at Qatar TikTok I, <laughs> I, I send know. you memes all the time I so many they're fucking funny though the memes they, are funny the the one that had what oh my god um what's his name as the surreal oh i forget his name but he's also the guy in like big loud mouth or big big mouth loud mouth <laughs> yeah it was um anyway anyway i could talk Basically, about this for hours all of this to say is that jordan and i read a quarter thorns and roses <laughs> Oh, and yeah. read the book but mainly we're nerds Bella, and if you listen to this <laughs> if you listen to us you're probably also a little bit of a nerd so <laughs> but we love them we love the we nerds. love them that's what we're doing though like we're embracing that because i mm-hmm. feel like i suppressed this yeah i suppressed my horse girl energy mm. i suppressed my fantasy book nerd it was hiding <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but i did it's like and so begging now to come out 
it was like a, it was like in a glass closet, <laughs> but like it was tucked away. You know, and like, so that's what the podcast is for. How we joke, like, oh, we only needed to drink that much in college because you're like running from demons. You're just running from your horse girl and nerd energy. <laughs> the demons were like the theater girl in me that like never, I never let out. <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't drink so much if you just did a fucking play. <laughs> like grow up. Honestly. Probably. <laughs> grow up and have some hobbies. <sighs> anyway. <sighs> good intro. Back to the shitty stuff. <laughs> yeah. Why does so Autumn and I were both talking today about different things that we're future tripping about. And um, I'm personally not gonna go like super in depth about what specifically I was talking about. I don't know how much you want to go. I'll leave that to you. But I think the general theme is just that at young 20s, it can feel like such a race to get to things and to be sure and confident and settled in like everything that you're doing but at the same time like you don't feel that way at all and it starts to feel like everyone else around you feels that way but like you're the only person that feels kind of like lost and stranded and for me there's like a couple future decisions that I'm looking forward to and because those like things are uncertain I just like kind of spew uncertainty into everything that I'm doing and assume that like nothing is stable in my life and that I need to change everything because like these little changes are coming. And I had to kind of recently like reset myself and be like, no, like I can still be taking baby steps towards Mm -hmm. like the life I want to live. And I still should be like, also I'm not, I mean, I'm going to be disappointed if I like achieve the life I want at 25 and never change. (laughs) Like We're going to have evolving lives for the rest of our lives hopefully like that's what keeps it fun so I don't know I think that's kind of like the big theme for me but how has it been showing up for you Autumn I mean I think it's similar like I just had you know some hard conversations at work that kind of put me I don't know just kind of shifted the way that I feel on the team the way that I feel in the office And so I'm just kind of like playing out what are my options? Like, you know, like, do I push through this uncomfortability and like figure it out? Like, do I quit and like try to like do some barista or server job? And like, while I figure out what's next for me, like, I don't know. And the uncertainty is scary, but the freedom, like the freedom of choice is overwhelming because it's like, I could really do Mm -hmm there's so many ways that I could take it and like what is best for me like I don't know and then my ego just gets in the way and my ego is like you are 24 like you have so many people in your life that like have their shit figured out like why couldn't you just be like them like why why are we struggling so hard but it's like at the end of the day I think everyone is which is why anyone even listens to our podcast because they're feeling the same way too and I don't know something that I was kind of thinking about was how you know, we were talking not only with, you know, us and Shay like last week on our episode, but also like with Olivia when we were in Hawaii and, and you, like all three of you guys would said this about drinking. Like I always envied the people who just quit drinking because I couldn't seem to like figure out how to do that. And that's something that I think about. I'm like, I envy the people who like took a gap year after college 
and like didn't rush mm-hmm. into working and I like keep saying that I envy that but it's like I could quit and like have a year to like (laughs) figure out who I am and what I want. I don't need to like rush into something. And like, even we were talking on the phone and about just like, you know, different doctoral programs that I'm interested in. And you were like saying to me how your cousin, it took her like four years of figuring stuff out to like get into the program she wanted. And I'm like, that's reassuring Mm -hmm. to me because I feel like, ah, like a doctoral program is six years. And if I don't get in until I'm 27, I'm going to be doing that forever. And like, but like, that's the reality of a lot of people who do get doctorates. Like a lot of them don't go into it until late twenties and finish mid thirties. And that's just like the reality of, I don't know what the right word is, but like the highest level of education looks like, like you do it at a later age because to, to commit to six years to eight years of school, like you need to know, like, this is what I want to spend my time on. Mm-hmm. And so my, my fucking brain's not even developed. So like, how am I supposed to know anything? <laughs> and so I'm kind of just trying to lean into the uncertainty and like be okay with not having all of it figured out and just one step at a time. Like, I, I don't know what that step is for me yet. And I think I need to do a lot of soul searching this next few weeks to figure out the next step is for me but I just know that whatever I'm doing right now I just feel like I'm like like two steps forward five steps back like everything I'm like I'm on the right track and then I'm like just fucking kidding like everything is wrong everything is bad so so yeah I also think and this happens to me a lot like it just kind of becomes spinning out where Uh, and we've talked about this, like our obsessive planning is almost a way of doing nothing. Like it's a way to do nothing because we're like, well, we can't do anything until we know the perfect right answer. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you're never going to have the perfect right answer. And I think about that a lot with everything. Like most situations you're going to be in, there's like pros and cons and give and take. And like, it's never going to, it's I don't think it's very common that you do something and you're like no questions this is it nothing is wrong nothing like this is perfection and so I feel like a lot of your 20s is figuring out like okay knowing that there's like pros and cons to every single thing that I'm doing experimenting and figuring out like what of those things matter the most to me and like what I guess like what um I don't know, like of the list of things, like how do I want to prioritize my list and how do I want to be like, okay, like flexibility is the most important to me, like time, money, like the content that I'm working on is so important to me. And so I feel like a lot of things that we do in this time are going to feel imperfect and we are going to overanalyze because we just realistically aren't going to be, I don't think ever, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be hundred percent satisfied doing one thing because I love, as we just talked about, I love so many different things. Like I really like my job. I think there's a lot of things that like check the box, check my list, but at the same time, there's other things that I'm like, but that would also be really cool and is not at all related to anything that I'm doing. And so like, mm-hmm. there's always going to be that sense of longing. Um, but I was going to say that because remember in our uh, creativity class that we took on my took uh-huh. a really cute creativity G thing. Um, remember she, 
she was talking about like the symptoms that you know you're creatively blocked and one of the symptoms was that you like hang around creative people but you're not like doing creative things but you like bring creative people to you and I Mm -hmm. I've thought about that a lot and feel that way with like career people or like life people I'm like I bring the people I'm like I like what you're doing and I bring them close to me and I don't do anything about it but I'm like I like being in the presence of you who are like doing the thing that I want to be doing and Uh so I think what you said you just did like taking note of that and being like who are the people that you're envying like what are they up to and how Mm -hmm. can you get closer to that or like the things that you're envying in them I know like hearing people who are like I quit my job and moved to Brazil for a year and I'm like I'm jealous of that but it's like I could do that like you don't you don't need to have fifty thousand dollars saved up to like go and do something like the end of the day I've always been someone who like figures shit out like why why would I let myself down in that I'm not saying I'm gonna do that right now but it's just like I don't know I was talking to Sean I was like maybe we should just move to Europe next year like instead of getting an apartment or like anything in San Diego like maybe we should just do it school is more affordable there for me like I could go and get my master's we just do two years there and then come back like I don't know I just this this like freedom of choice is scary to me but there's also such a strong sense of like excitement as well and I have like so many butterflies like built up in my stomach when I think about all these options I could do and the scary thing is yeah I just don't know I don't know what's what the right option is, but there really isn't a right one. I think I'm kind of like, if I could just feel 75% confident in one of the options, but I feel like that's pretty good odds. If I'm 75% confident, it's going to work yeah. out. And I also think or it's, if been, it's I was going to say, say or <laughs> you go. Or it's getting you one step closer to knowing what you want. Like, Mm -hmm. even if it ends up being wrong, obviously, like, there's a big commitment with some things. But, like, you can switch. I don't know. If you you go to school and you're like, I love schooling, but, like, the thing I'm studying right now is, like, not for me, you can switch. Mm -hmm. Like, but it's just, (laughs) like, staying exactly where you are right now if you're feeling dissatisfied in something, sitting stagnant is not going to get you any closer to anything. Mm-hmm. I know. I was saying it's been really amazing doing this yoga teacher training just because I've never really been like a religious person, but like the idea of spirituality and like some sort of faith in a higher power has been, like I've been open to that idea because I'm like there has to be some hope right like shouldn't we just (laughs) there has to be something (laughs) and um I just think it's come at the perfect time and it's been so fun to learn about the spiritual side of yoga and like just so I'm I feel like this is like all coming at a perfect timing and I'm trying to like learn and go so hard into that to like have some sort of comfort in in the scariness and so Mm -hmm. I don't know, leaning into it ever, like one, accepting the uncertainty, but then finding whatever you can in the chaos to give you some sort of comfort, but like healthy comfort, not like what we do and overanalyze and plan everything because, oh, I was going to say this earlier. I listened to an episode of Andrew Huberman. He was talking about how to not procrastinate. And I was like, this is going to changed my life hear me and his main thing was basically um the best thing to do 
to not procrastinate is nothing because most of the time if you like have something that you don't want to do people will typically do something else to avoid that tactic so sometimes people clean I do that all the time like deep clean in the bathroom if I don't want to do something mm-hmm. at work or like in my life and or like doing all the dishes frantically because I don't know what else to do or scrolling on social media like there is some sort of behavior that people will do to avoid doing something else and he was like if you just sit there and do nothing eventually the discomfort will grow so much that you will do that thing that you've been putting off but like kind of genius you can't (laughs) you can't go to that coping mechanism you can't scroll instagram Mm -hmm. for 15 minutes because that's not going to give you that discomfort you really need to just sit there and do nothing um and so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to implement that but i thought that was really interesting and just like I had, I was like, I have to tell Jordan about this because it's so true. Like this will even us saying like, oh, I'm just planning out my day. I'm like, "Mm, when I do that, it's just like me procrastinating, actually doing my day. It's still taking an action, me like writing everything down. And if I just didn't do it and just sat there until I was like, okay, now I have to get up and brush my teeth. Like I just would, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really genius. Kind of funny. (laughs) kind of funny and brown- groundbreaking for like something that's not that groundbreaking. Yeah, so I feel about I everything he says. I'm like, that makes so, like that is so obvious. You don't even need to tell me that there's scientific reasoning behind that because mm-hmm. of course, but like, wow, I never thought of it. But the other thing I was going to say is that to your point about like it feeling, feeling butterflies, I think we've talked about this with you and your anxiety. Um, and it's like anxiety and excitement feel the same in your body. And so I think both ways they can get misconstrued. And so like you can kind of decide what like uncertainty brings up anxious, excited feelings. And you can also like to some extent be in control of whether you're interpreting those as like paralyzing anxiety or like nervous excitement like I can do that and so Mm -hmm. I don't know I think when you're if you're someone who's like very psychosomatic and is trying to make decisions right now or feels very restless and is like oh this is uncomfortable I need to change or I need to do something to like get out of this discomfort could also be like you're just excited and you can just this is how it's been for me like I need to just be more patient and be fine just being excited and having these feelings that are kind of nervous, anxious, excitement feelings and like letting things come as they come because I don't know, it's really easy to like race ahead and I don't know, it's, it's not going to fix anything to like race to decision-making. Yeah. And that was kind of, I listened to this whole episode from Mel Robbins about like flight anxiety specifically. And that was her main thing Mm -hmm. was like, rebranding your anxiety as excitement so every time you start to feel that like tightness or whatever fear you have about the flight you count back from five and then you tell yourself you like envision the sort of anchor like a confidence anchor and you say you know what I'm excited about this flight because I cannot wait until I land where I get to go and see my friends and like give them a hug like and just keep envisioning that every time you have that like deep sense of fear you just tell yourself you know what I can't wait to see my friends and they're gonna be wearing a a blue sweater and have their hair up and in leggings and just like get very detailed about what that exciting thing looks like for you and it's like 
one of the tools you could use to rebrand. It's like very forceful and like doesn't feel natural when you're like, oh shit, I feel like I can't breathe because I'm so scared. But if you just count back from five and you give yourself five seconds to like feel that, but then you consciously say, and I am also very excited to do this. And I am also Mm -hmm. excited to do that. And so maybe that's something I need to do with just like regular life and a tool that a lot of people could do is like, you know, I am so scared about X, Y, and Z in the future, but this scary thing is also going to give me this really exciting thing. And I'm Mm -hmm. more excited about this than I am about this fear. So like, you can just train your brain to like get o- not get over it, but to move through it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, the brain's easy to to manipulate if you can just catch it in that moment. If you can cat- stop yourself in that anxiety moment to take the time to count back and fit- focus on something else, because then you have then you have choice. If you can pause, you have choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think like your twenties it kind of is like a little plane ride. <laughs> I think that's such a good analogy of like you. I know planes are really hard for you, but just like in general, like, I don't know, it's kind of boring. Sometimes you're like, oh, I want to be closer to my destination. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I'm just enjoying the play. Like, this is so exciting. Like I'm on my mm-hmm. way and like, maybe there's turbulence and maybe you get rerouted, but like, it's fine. You're on your way to the right place. And I think it's really easy to be like, oh, it would be great if I could just like, close my eyes and like teleport which I think autumn literally thinks that with flights also I <laughs> but hey, like, I'm only scared of takeoff <laughs> you gotta give me true. credit only scared of takeoff you, or you're it's like with a plane you're like oh I wish I could just be first class <laughs> that's how I yeah feel. <laughs> wish I could just there you upgrade because <laughs> first class people are not in a, any danger <laughs> compared <No>. to you <laughs> because they would prioritize it's a different plane first. and they get free drinks in first class that's true <laughs> yeah, so that's you won't even feel like I actually get that's so fun one time I was flying I think Sean are flying to come see you and I didn't really eat that day and I had my pre-flight drink and I, I had two I got so buzzed and then I was on the plane like shit I'm kind of drunk and like if something goes wrong I'm not really like I wouldn't really be able to do anything but I was like meh I'm drunk. <laughs> I don't care. That's the secret. Well, the good news is I think on, in flights to Europe, you get free wine. So oh, good. you'll be fine in your, in your flight to Italy. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it is a good metaphor to think about. Like you're just sitting in your seat on your way to your destination. It's really easy to be like, try and rush it, but you really can't rush it. Like you're just making your way there. And like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think this is, we don't have much advice here because we're both just feeling it, but just I think here. we really wanted to talk about it because we're like, I we know other people are feeling this way. And like, we just kind of chit chat these things through. And so I don't know. Yeah, It is a weird time. Your twenties are weird. I think the only advice that I have is like one step at a time. Like what can mm-hmm. I do today to make me feel okay today? Yeah, And we don't need to think, Sometimes we need to think a year, two, three, four, five out, but like realistically today, all we have to do is just like make it through the day and however that you're going to do that, whatever little things you can bring in to, to find comfort or joy today, that's a good, that's all you can do. (laughs) Like this moment. Yeah. Uh And I think, I mean, I think it's good to have a plan 
as like a guiding principle sort of thing but like also being totally fine with your plan changing a lot all the time and like I mean we've talked about this for sure but I just think it's important I don't know sometimes five-year plans like you'll you're never gonna nail your five-year plan <laughs> like you're never gonna get everything right no you're gonna and overshoot you have, it or undershoot it like yeah and or if like you exactly straight shoot it, shoot it. <laughs> like, like that's fucking weird that would be crazy <laughs> so yeah I don't know just like being being comfortable with all of those things and it sucks because it's not comfortable so it's like being comfortable being uncomfortable which is always hard I have it. Mm-hmm. My favorite um, affirmation mm. is, oh, dang it. I don't have it exactly, but it's basically like everything is always working out for me, no matter what it looks like in this exact moment. And I, that's what I tell myself like all the time or like depending on my vibe, but like I am on the perfectly right track for me in my life. Like I mm-hmm. have made all of the right decisions to bring me into the exact perfect moment. And like, here I am in this perfect moment in time. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing that is promised to me is like this little perfect moment. So I don't know if you're a affirmations person, those are things that are good to tell yourself. Like you did everything right. Here you are, you're doing great. And you're going to keep doing that. And mm-hmm. also like, I don't know, you are fine. Like you, like Autumn and I switched majors a bunch of times. And I, I was just thinking about this on my walk. Like college feels like that you're like I have to have everything figured out I need to like know exactly what I'm gonna do with my life here at like 18 years old mm-hmm. and then you switch majors all the time and then you graduate with a degree that maybe you do or don't use in your career like none of it really matters and you're gonna be fine so like keep that in mind <laughs> you're just an ant in on a floating rock in infinite yeah. space and you're not even the size of an ant when you think about all of it you're really really small <laughs> no. like look yeah like look at the stars and remind yourself that nothing fucking matters in the best possible way yeah I'm like that could also be misconstrued to be negative but like we mean it in a positive way yeah like literally nothing matters in mm-hmm. heart <laughs> in all good ways <laughs> oh. oh god well well we're going through it anyone else is going through it you can always message us we love having little therapy vent sessions in the dms so i know if you want to vent to us in the dms we're here and if you have more questions you want us to talk about this more let us know we will <laughs> continue to word vomit on our struggles <laughs> it's just like a diary entry that we put on yeah the yeah exactly that's how it feels at this point. i also hope everyone knows like this is just what mine and autumn's like day-to-day conversation so like if you can't tell it's not planned it's kind of it's how we talk to each other so yeah um but yeah dm us and obviously you follow all the socials and rate and review is truly the best thing you can do for us it means so much we screenshot every single review that we get and send them to each other and like fangirl every single time so just know that if you were written as a review we have seen it we have it memorized probably we love it, like, it out. please <laughs> yeah, it's framed in our homes please write us reviews it means so much um and yeah we'll see you next week on a monday new new plan <laughs> still Woo-hoo. always changing the plan Woohoo! <laughs> still switching the plan <laughs> every day <laughs>